Moaning episode 21. Welcome to Ripping the Rack podcast. My name is Tim. My co-host is... Hey, I'm Brian. How you doing, everybody? How you doing, Brian? I'm good. How are you? It's good. early. It is. How was, uh, your, how was your week? It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Did some stuff. I, I don't know if you would call what we did Wednesday. Well, I did Wednesday and Thursday night bowling, but I did that. Man, that was... Very uh, frustrating. It was. It was. But, you know, that's the uh, joys of bowling downstairs. Well, I, I bowled on five and six Wednesday night, and it, it was a little better, but not much. I like five and six. Well, they were tough. One of my 200s was on five and six. The whole the whole place is going tough right now in yeah. Bethlehem, man. Hey, I got a question for you. Okay. Do you think Tarzan was a virgin before he met Jane, or was he clapping gorilla cheeks? Hmm. <laughs> I don't know, but that has to be a super awkward conversation, right? You, I, I, I'm, I'm thinking that's super awkward. Like, Jane's like, Tarzan, where did you learn all these techniques? There's some really angry female gorillas in the <laughs> corner. <laughs> That's, I, I thought that was a good start to the show. I, right I there. agree. I agree. You know, I liked it. That was Welcome uh, to Ripping the Rack, everyone. <laughs> I already did that. Or Gorilla Rack. <laughs> Welcome to the Gorilla Rack. Uh, this week's episode is, uh, we actually do have a sponsor, an unpaid sponsor, but a sponsor nonetheless. Uh, we are going with Stars and Strikes Bowling Center. Uh, located on 108 Park Street in South Paris, Maine, also known as Route 26, headed towards Center River. Also known as Tim's original growing up alley. That was my original growing up alley. Uh, you can reach them at uh, 207-743-9863. They are on Facebook and also on the web at starsandstrikesme.com. Go uh, support Rusty. And Jody. Yes. Uh, the reason I the reason why uh, I made them the the sponsor this week is because they actually have a pretty cool tournament coming up. I'm letting people know so they can sign up for it to be a full mm -hmm. tournament. The 14th annual Bob Hobbs Memorial Tournament. This is a handicap marathon at Stars and Strikes. It is Saturday, October 10th. It will be starting at 9 a.m. This is a five-person team. Can be of any mix, male. Five males, five females, or a combination of males and females. It's a fun tournament. We usually bowl in it. It is. And it's, you know, for a tournament of this nature, they still keep it relati relatively inexpensive for people. It's only mm -hmm. 40 bucks a person. And it's a lot of fun. And it's a lot of fun. Uh, please have your highest known averages when signing up your team. If we find out the average given is not your highest, your team will forfeit and any monies will not you lose. You, you get nothing. You get nothing. Good day, sir. Good day, sir. Uh, prize money payoff will be based on number of teams. They do need a minimum of eight teams to hold the tournament. Um, this tournament typically fills up just like the mm -hmm. uh, uh, the Derby. The Derby in March. In March. Um, so it's it's awful fun. It's for awful fun. It's a lot of fun. I wouldn't say it's awful yeah. fun. Uh, even though we have had awful fun, meaning bowled really bad but had a lot of fun that's true that's true um, i i typically bowl with tim in this but he does have a spot open as i'm on vacation that week i do not have a spot i have a full team oh you filled it i filled the team Jeez. my I, I guess my role is so easy to fill you just yeah, plug anybody in you huh, know tim? that was that was actually the easiest part i bet <laughs> uh so please uh check with rusty and jody mm -hmm. um I don't know how many teams they have signed up. I know that there was a lot of interest for it. Obviously, people want to get back to bowling as, as mm -hmm. much as they can. Um, so it's a lot of fun. It's it's a great tournament. Um, you know, plan on being there for a while. They have good food and they have cold beer. They do, yeah, and a bar. They have a full bar. <laughs> and a full bar. Um, and Rusty's heavy-handed, so it's great. It is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so give them, a, give them a shout, sign up, have some fun, uh, support a local bowling center. Yep, there's another uh, the Sunday once a month turn uh, league in Maine starts today. Yeah, that's right. They they're are one seven ten. I believe they're bowling right now. They are first off. The rosters were um, announced. Yes, I think Tim could pull those up. We hadn't planned on looking at them. I don't think, but he could pull them up real quick. And I know there's a couple Massachusetts people I saw making the trip up. Mario, Mario is bowling in the once a month. Uh, as is Jason Gothier. Well, Jason lives in Maine. Oh, he does now. Yeah, he moved last year. Oh, I didn't know that. I yeah, apologize. He, no, he Jason lives in uh, Old Orchard or right around the Old Orchard area. Oh, so he's now a main bowler. He, he is a main bowler. Um, mm. Let's see. So that was in Candleton Chat, correct? Correct. Um, hey, I'm going to surprise Tim with something while he's looking this up. Okay. I am going to – I want everyone to start making sure to – 
post all the good things they do. Because in the spring, in bowling, Tim and I will select our first ever Ripping the Rack Bowler of the Year, male and female. We are going to have an award show, folks. Well, I already know who the favorite to win Bowler of the Year is. <coughs> well, judging upon his, his performance in the, the main state handicap, it's me. No, I was actually going to go with the, judging by the performance in the actual scratch portion. Would be me. Well, whatever. I'm just saying we're having an award show. And we're going to have some categories, so make sure to post your stuff so we know what you're doing so you can be. And there are going to be prizes. I will find something to send somebody that is worth something. Well, all right, then. So I, I did not We will this. have, I, I'm thinking a name of them. The Rippies came to mind, but I don't think that's a good one. We <laughs> call them the Punchies. The Rippies. The Ripping the Rack Awards, the Punchies. Uh, let's see. But we'll be, at least my criteria, I will be, you know, Social media, looking for score postings, tournament averages, stuff like that. Oh, well, we're talking tournaments real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's put a shout-out for 1710. Oh, uh, they are. They there. are running the November Turkey Shootout first one, November 20th, 21st, and 22nd. A weekday Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Friday will be a singles um, knockout-type tournament. Starts at 7 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Uh, $20 entry fee, just something, something fun. And then the big tournament will be a mixed doubles tournament, $200 team entry fee, two divisions, 36-team marathon format, top eight teams in each division advance to the money round. Uh, payouts will be based on the number of entries. Entries. This is a scratch tournament. Call 207-621-1710 to sign up. Start time will be 9 a.m. Saturday the 21st. Um, something they wanted to do knowing that a lot of tournaments have been canceled mm-hmm. and it's a mixed tournament right? mixed doubles mixed doubles yeah yep so it's kind of like the handicap doubles that um they used to run at lakeside i don't know if they're running that this year or not i usually have a thanksgiving doubles yep, tournament, I, but it, i that's believe they're running it are they okay yep um similar this is also similar to uh, uh what augusta runs in august the international the, yeah. inter- the international man um, a lot of the mixed doubles turn you gotta have two legs for huh yes yeah the can-am the international you know you got yeah, you gotta have a couple legs. So I know I'm supposed to be finding this, but I can't find the okay. Sponsors. All right, um, we we will um, post those maybe to our site, and so yeah. people can come look at those. Um, um, the the uh, Chicha National Championship stuff. I has saw been that the round one. That. It's going to be held at the Bolarama in Portsmouth. Yep, we, we'll do some highlights of that. Maybe we'll watch the matches as they happen, take some notes, and talk about them. So here are your. Maybe we can get Cheech somehow to phone in. We'll talk, have Cheech on yeah. on the show. Here's how we. Uh, here's how. Here are the uh, brackets. The, the foursomes. Four, the foursomes. Ooh, foursomes! I uh, like a foursome. <laughs> hey, no, you know nothing says a fun time like a foursome. That's true. That's right. Great Saturdays are for the boys and foursomes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, f- on the female side, foursome number one. Now, no, are we picking? W- you want to pick one winner from each foursome? Well, I think there isn't it like top two from each top two advance. I'm not sure. But we should do some picks. Let's do two. We'll, Let's do we'll two. Do two okay. Top two from each division. Okay. Uh, from each foursome. Each foursome. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, that makes a great radio right there. Very professional, Tim. Very professional. Uh, foursome number one. Jess Stockton, Nance Vestal, Amy Doobie, Sarah Simmons. Hmm. I am going to take Jess Stockton and Sarah Simmons. Are we supposed to be writing these down? Maybe, but they are recorded for posterity. Oh, that's right. So we can go. We can go back and, 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 li- and listen. Track. Yep. Um, I'm going to go with Amy Doobie. Oh boy, that's a tough one between the other three. Um, I'll go with Sarah as well. Okay. I'm, I'm, ta- I'm taking someone from Maine. Mm-hmm. I think she's the only. I think she's the only female bowler from Maine. I think so. So I'm, I'm going to stick with Maine. So Amy Doobie and Sarah is mine. You've got Jess and Sarah. Mm-hmm. Uh, foursome number two, Kim Pelletier, Mario, Becca Vestal, and Pam Gagnon. I will take Mario and Becca. I'm going to go Kim and Mario. Okay. Uh, foursome number three, Nikki McKeever, Blanca, and I'm going to so butcher this last <laughs> name, uh, Gacharno. Uh, Lori Lewis and Faye Sawyer. Hmm. Faye just won with France. I saw that. Yeah. Hmm. Who's the first one? Nikki. Okay. McKeever. I'm going to go with Nikki. Yep. And 
I'll go with Faye. I'm going to go with Nikki and Lori. Okay. Uh, foursome number four. Sonia Rossi, Sarah, uh, Sarah Duffy, Sonia Johnson, Deb Regan. This is a tough one. That that is. They're all four tough. All four of these that are tough. That is tough. Who was the second one? Sarah Duffy. I'll go with Sonia and Sarah. Which Sonia? There's two Sonias on here. Sonia Rossi or Sonia Johnson? Sonia Rossi. <laughs> I'm going to go... Is this a five-stringer? Do you know? Uh, Three-stringer, five-stringer? I'm not sure. I don't either. Uh, I'm going to go with Sonia Rossi mm -hmm. and Sonia Johnson. Okay. I'm going to Sonia's. On the Sonia squared. Sonia squared. Maybe Sonia Blade shows up. <laughs> now let's uh, we'll, we'll get to the men's side here. Uh, foursome number one: Nate Lee's, Josh Daly, Ed Woodside, and Frank Face. Frank DeLuca. I'm gonna go. Josh Daly and Eddie Woodside. Ooh. I'm gonna go Nate Lee's and Josh Daly. I'm keeping it with prices on that one. Yeah, I, I see that. Yeah. Uh, only because Nate will kick me off the team <laughs> if I don't. Um, foursome number two. Mark Ritchie, Sean McKinley, Logan Gingras. Gingras? I apologize, Logan. I totally butchered your name. Gingras? Tim's not good with words. Um, and Stephen Boat? Boaty? Boat? Bootlier. No, B-O-T-T-E. Oh, Boat. Boat. Boot. Boot. Um, well, I'm going to go with Mark Ritchie and... Slink. I'm going to go with Mark Ritchie and Sean McKinley. Oh, we agree. Okay. Yeah, we That's agree the first on we one. agreed on that yeah. one. Uh, foursome number three, we have Dave Godwin, Mike Legendre, Legendre, Legendre. You'll know how to say his name one day. Someday. You, you, I've, you've I've met him enough times that I you'll have, figure it I out eventually. I have butchered his name every single time I've seen him. The legend, Mike. There we go. Uh, Mike McGinty. And Daryl Goodwin. Who are the first two again? Sorry. I'm Godwin. Okay. And Legendre. I'm going to go with Godwin. Yeah. And I'll go with Meat Hammer McGinty. <laughs> I, uh, we're As his team name was in Bangor. <laughs> we're going to agree. Okay. Uh, Godwin and McGinty. Mm -hmm. This uh, is in Portsmouth, right? Portsmouth. Definitely McGinty. That's why, yeah. <laughs> uh, foursome number four is Lou Kacharna. Brian Fuller Jr., Justin Skelly, and Matt Susi. I'm going with Fuller. No, you're not. Yeah, I am. He's terrible. Fuller's awesome. He's what terrible. are you talking about? I mean, what? He had one big string, 181 with no, with, with with no, no doubles. doubles. Yeah, he's terrible. I threw 188. I had to throw a four-bagger. <laughs> I know for a half. Real quickly, uh -huh. um, I was trying to figure out. Well, I, I'm going to take, take Fuller and Scally, so that's my pick. Okay. Um, I'm going to take Fuller, and I can't agree with you. I don't want to agree three in a row. So I'm taking Fuller, and I don't know Lou, but I'm going to go with Lou. Okay. I don't know why I have a good feeling about that. I like uh, – you know what? All the best, like, sports characters in movies are named Lou. I know. That's like why Lou Brown. Yeah. <laughs> Lou Albano. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I'm taking Lou. Okay. Uh, Who's Lou? <laughs> I don't I'm sorry, own? Lou. I don't know you, but I'm taking you. No league of their own. Who's uh, Lou? Uh, foursome number five. Mm -hmm. You were gonna say something when you? Yeah, we'll get we'll get back. To okay, that. that's right. that's a that's a topic for another time. And that's, tabled. That's the highest string that you've either seen or bowled without a double strike. Because Fuller mm. brought that up. Yep. Fuller when he had the 181, and I was trying to remember. Um, I know I had a one. I think it was like a 184 or 185 without a double. My dad's 193 at Oakland Park had didn't have a double. With that's it. awesome. On nine and ten, didn't have that's, a double. That's awesome. Um, I don't think it was ten in a row, and he had three strikes, and they were spread out. I I I want to say my 198 at Augusta. I don't remember having a double, but I think I did. Mm. I think I started with a double, but I don't. Yeah. I don't remember. I, anyway, um, the only one I could remember right off the top of my head was my 184. Without a without yeah. a double, um, 
but I, I, I want to well, say. Well, technically, it. my 188 didn't have a double. It had a four-bagger. Right. That X technically had three doubles in it. Well, technically, here, here's the problem. See, we First two. Yeah. Second, third. Right. Third. Yeah. And then we go, like, on the golf trip, we had to change the rule because we have three-putt hats on the golf trip. You three-putt, you got to wear the three-putt hat. Had a lot. Last year, it was a, lot a, of people it was, it was a poop emoji last year. No, you have to be the last person on the hole to three-putt if multiple people three-putt. Oh. Well, people were getting around it because they'd get up for their three-putt, and then they, they wouldn't care. They'd just tap it. Oh, and then they'd four-putt and be like, uh-huh. I didn't three-putt. Yeah, good point. <laughs> okay, foursome number five. Okay. Rich Lamone, Pete Riscatelli, Nick Norcross, and Nick Leach. I'm going with Nick Norcross and Nick Leach. I'm going to go with... I got the Knicks. I'm going to go with Norcross, mm-hmm. and I'll go with Rich Lamone. Okay. Four some six. Brian Heffernan. Dude, don't skip leg day anymore. Sorry, Bri. Had to do it. <laughs> uh, John Winchell, Bob Lee, and Paul Atkinson. Who are the last two? I'm sorry. Bob Lee and Paul Atkinson. I'm going to go with Winchell and Bob Lee. I'm going to go with Heffernan and Winchell. Oh, yep. Yep. That's what I'm going with. Uh, Foursome number seven, Brian Fournier, Jeff Walsh, Jeremy Sehome, Mark Strangio. I'll take Walsh and Ganj. Strangio. I'm going to take Walsh and Jeremy. I'll take Sehome. And the last one, foursome number eight, Brandon Marks, Sean Baker, Dave Malahan, Nick Zuffolato. I'll take Freshy and Baker. We're going to agree. Yeah. Go that's, a tough one. that's a tough one. It is. That's, that's a brutal foursome right mm-hmm. there. Uh, but I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that as well. So that should be fun. Uh First round will be held at uh, Bullerama in Portsmouth. Contact uh, Andrew to book your time and check for land availability once your time is booked. Please notify Cheech. We'll um, we'll have to keep track and we'll do point system like they do in the bra- NCAA brackets. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely have to do that. Yep. Um, we do have a uh, question. Okay. Uh, and it said question. It says new questions and ideas. Ooh. From uh, this is Ivan Drago's cousin, twice removed. Ryan. Ryan Drago. Yep. He will break you. Yep. Um, he he wanted to know a, you know, he, he said he really enjoyed listening to both our top 25 Camelton Bowlers list from 1990 to present. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of list, one of my questions is about bowling centers. Do you have a top 5, 10, 25 most favorite bowling centers? If so, would you share them on your show? Um, he says that he doesn't have a top list, but he does have a bucket list of bowling centers that he, he would like to try out someday. So. Funny you should say that, funny Tim. Funny you should say that, Tim. <laughs> Uh, Ryan, that's a great question. Uh, we do have top ten. And it's now time for the top ten. ten. Top ten. Okay, that was a little creepy. <laughs> uh, but we're going to go with it anyway. Um, so this is uh, top ten bowling centers. Brian, what do you have with number ten? I have number ten is Park Place Lanes in Wyndham, New Hampshire. Oh, my God. I forgot about Park That was my yeah. first Mixed Worlds that I bowled there. Uh, yep. I bowled one of my first Pro Series there and threw my first ball and went, oh, this is fun. <laughs> uh, hadn't really bowled in a place like that before. Hadn't bowled on synthetics yet at yep. that time. Yep. And uh, oof, I had fun. Did you have fun? Yeah, I like Park Place. Yep. Um, it's not as fast as it used to be, um, but it's still, it's still synthetics and it's still fun to bowl at. There's sure. a lot of space. Um, I like the lounge area. That was always nice to go in and sit down when you're not bowling and have a place to kind of separate yourself if you're struggling. Yep. Um, but it was just a, it was a good atmosphere and a good place to bowl and lots of good memories from Mixed Worlds. Good. Uh, my number 10 is Woburn Bowling Center. Never bowled there. Um, I, I it, it quickly made my top 10 just because I felt so comfortable in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I've only bowled there once. Um, interesting place to find. Downtown Woburn. I mean, it's it's down there. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my one cool, of the cool oh. place to bowl. Um, I enjoyed bowling there. I thought I bowled pretty well. Went six eighty something. So obviously, mm, not I bad. Liked it. Obviously, not bad. I liked it. 
Um, we won't say what happened in the first round of the knockout when I stepped on your ding-dong. Uh, well, not only did I step on my ding-dong, but I threw my nuts in there as well and stepped on those. Yeah, no, you sat on those. When you're getting up, you stepped on it. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. And uh, I, I, I hit the head pin a lot um, mm -hmm. in, the, in the knockout. Unfortunately, I hit the head pin a lot right straight on. Ah, <laughs> uh -huh. Well, Never good. There's 16 no. places to hit it, and you chose the... Actually, 32. 32? Yeah, oh, well. 16 on each quadrant. Oh, well, you picked the dead center in the middle of the quadrant to A hit lot. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's my fault. All mm -hmm. right, what's your number nine? My number nine is a place I just bowled at, Newport Entertainment Center. Good quickly, place. quickly rising up my list of favorite places to bowl. Yeah. Um, if, <laughs> if I keep bowling good and everything goes right in April, it will be a favorite place of mine <laughs> to bowl. Um, but I, I bowled there when it opened in a singles tournament. Um, I knew it was going to be a place where memories were going to happen when I saw Sarge throw 808. It's always fun to bowl there. there. Again, I like places where there's lots of room. I'm a big dude. I don't like being crammed into a bowling alley with people. <laughs> I can tolerate the automatic scoring. But the, the approaches are getting better. You know the what? The pinfall is great, and I love the sidewall action, and my ball just works there. So Newport's actually my number nine as well. Oh, we agree. Uh, we actually agree wow. on that. Um, I've always liked it there. I haven't exactly bowled the best there. Mm -hmm. Like I had a, a – and I felt bad because – uh, bolded Mark Curry in the doubles. Oh, is that when Mark set the house record? Yeah, he went 14-something, and yeah. I went 10-80, I think. Something it like wasn't that. good. Oh, my God, I, I felt so bad. Um, but I, I do like it there. And I will say this from the automatic scoring. I did not have one in 10 strings score correct. This we, had, past we had to have a couple just, um, you know, if you throw the ball too slow, it doesn't read it. And if you throw the ball too fast – Sometimes it won't pick it up. If, if you miss a... Well, stop throwing it hard. Well, if you miss a pin or if it, like, rolls over and then just falls down oh. after the camera resets. Like, I, I was bowling on the, the left half of the guys, so I was bordering on the women's division. So I bowled next to the women all day. And, like, a couple of the older ladies, they would throw <laughs> roll their ball down, and it, it just wouldn't pick it up. Oh. <laughs> See, I never saw it. We, we, had yeah. not, we had not one score correct. Well, you were with the big boys. I, I was at well, the... not really. Well, somewhat. There were some guys that threw harder over there. They, they might not have hit much of stuff, but they threw hard. Okay. <laughs> What's your number eight? Uh, my number eight is Lucky Strike in Gardner that no longer exists. Okay. Um, that place was fun to bowl in. Um, bring two towels because one will get saturated, um, but they flew, and they, it was a fun place to bowl. Um, the, the people that worked there were great. Rusty was awesome. Um, he just he cared about his bowlers. He cared about the bowling alley. It, your balls may have come back greasy, but the place was clean and it was in good shape and the pins flew. Yep. And it was always fun being on one when the train went by. <laughs> always try and time your throw when the train goes yes. by. Uh, my number my number eight was uh, Colonial Bowling Center in Westbrook, Maine. Mm. Um, loved bowling at Colonial. Um, granted, that's state where, record. <laughs> that's where that's where Mark and I set the state record for doubles. Um, that's where I went my big fourteen fifty nine. Um, but more importantly, it just I, I I was always made to feel welcome in there. Mm -hmm. um, I enjoyed it in there. It was fun to bowl in there. Chief loved um, hosting tournaments as much as he loved bowling in yeah, there. Yeah, it was just a good time. And, you know, they always said that upstairs was faster than that. Excuse me. Upstairs was faster than downstairs. Um, I'd probably agree with that. Mm. Um, other than... I did go 709 upstairs and 750 downstairs during that. We bowled good downstairs in the best boxes yep. we bowled in. Yeah, and one of my favorite matches of all time in the in the eliminations was was at Colonial. Um, mm. That was my I want to say it was a semifinal match uh, against Russ. Ah. Um, I did not win, mm. um, but it came down to the last ball. Um, last did you box. throw it or did he? No. So what no. Hap what happened was I had a lead going into the last five boxes of the tenth string. Now, you got to remember, this is back when we used to bowl 10 straight strings. We didn't right, bowl five boxes, sit down. And wait for another person to right. bowl five. No. It, was, it was a 10-string match where you bowled five, and you just kept swapping lanes back and forth. Might be a quick drink break in between just Maybe. to grab a quick sip of water and go. Maybe. Um, you know, you bowl 10 strings, and it was usually done in an hour and a half. Yeah. And it was, it was work. Um, you know, but we had a back-and-forth match the entire – no one was ever up more than 20. The entire match on, on either side. And coming into the last five boxes, I think I was up like, I don't know, I was like 10 or 15 going into the last five. 
and Russ does the Russ thing and goes spare. Let me go spare, strike, strike, spare. And then I can't remember in the tenth box. I think he. Mi- I think I think the shot didn't go or something like that. But he was already up by then. <laughs> um, it came down to I was bowling on the left in the tenth box. I needed muck. Um, threw an eight pin drop. Wood in between the three s- three and the six. Um, so the the cap was peeking out in you between. Hit the cap. And I'm looking at the shot and I said the only way I got to make this is if I play it outside of the three and I mm-hmm. kick it to the right. And I threw my ball and immediately knew it was going on the inside of the three. And the cap. And it took out the three, the ball hit the cap, and the ball slowly went by the six. Yep. And I think I, I, I lost by, I think it was six. I think I needed a spare six or something right. like that to, to tie spare seven to win. Um, but it was fun. Uh, yep. Again, so Colonial Bowl in center. Um, too bad it's not open. Great place. So that was my number your number seven? My number seven is our sponsor, Stars and Strikes Lane in Oxford Hills. Okay. Um, a lot of fun bowling there. Usually bowl there twice, sometimes three times a year, depending on tournaments, but usually the Derby and the Hobbs. The All-Nighter is a great tournament that's fun there. Um, always feel welcome in there. Again, lots of room. Not so much down in the score area, but the bowling alley in a hole. Mm-hmm. It's set up so those that are bowling have room. The food's good. Beer's cold. And you just you you never have a bad time with anything not associated with bowling <laughs> at Oxford Hills. Yeah, and Rusty's done a good job with the place. Yeah, he, uh, yeah. Um, he's fixed it up, and he's still fixing it. Like yeah. there's still some things that need to be done, and he and he's he, he's he said he had a five year plan with. Yeah, it. he's investing the money and the yep. time, so that's good. Yep. Uh, mine number seven is actually our home house, Oakland Park Bowling Center, mm. located here in lovely Rockport, Maine, uh, right on Route One. Um, old time bowling, you know, no overhead scoring. Uh, I'll talk more about it later. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a uh, it's an interesting house where you've got twelve lanes upstairs and six lanes down. Uh, the six lanes down are the old Rockland Family Bowl. Rockland um, Family Bowling Center lanes. Yep. The ones um, they took out to put the lounge in. Yes. Yep. Um, I bowled down there. That's actually the first time ever. That I bowled a league down there, and you had fun, didn't you? Um, I had fun, but that's just because the jukebox was right behind us, and we were playing great music and stuff. Um, the bowling itself, we laughed a lot. You know, the the week before, it's funny. I I, I only hit the head pin about half the time, and I bowled three ninety seven. This time, I hit the head pin. I think it was about eighty five percent of the time, roughly, and I bowled three eighteen. Mm-hmm. It's just it's it's tough down there. But anyway, that's I, I love bowling upstairs. I love uh, Jason is fantastic as an owner, cares about the people, and it's not just the bowlers. I right. mean, I, I'm talking about your open bowlers and everyone that walks through the door. Um, Jason is arguably the nicest person I've ever met. And he take if if you patron his business, he patrons yours. Yep. Like we have a couple guys that weld their own businesses and stuff. Yep. When the bowling alley needed well work done. He called that's him. who we went to. Yep. Like if you. If you go to Jason for business, he will come to you for business. Yep. So that's uh, that's my number seven. Yep. My number six is Riverwalk Lanes in Amesbury. Bowled there a couple times. Bowled a TV roll off there. We uh, Mark had the YouTube show. Um, that was really fun. I thought I made it till I called Monday and realized that half of the pro <laughs> the pro series went in there and tried to qualify. And oh. Got smoked. Um, but no, it was. Um, it reminded me a lot of Oakland Park. It's got that old timey feel. It's loud, but I kind of like that. It's it's a little bit of a charm because there's no real carpeting on the walls, so it's just it's loud. Yeah. Um, but it's fun. It reminds me of going back or going to league night with my dad when I was little. Like it just has that aura amongst. Like you're you're in a classic bowling alley, and I like that, and yep. it's fun. I've never bowled Riverwalk. I'd like it's to. a good time. Some, uh, we, should uh, use, uh, we should go down when it's when, when we're allowed to travel someplace. <laughs> well, we can go to Massachusetts now. Oh, we can. Yes, the governor. The governor has opened it up. So, so oh, maybe my my cries for needing to get gas and a pee break on my golf trip opened the governor's eyes I on the podcast last week. I think so because I'm sure Governor Mills listens. The state. I hope she doesn't because she doesn't like me for sure. But no, she doesn't like me. The either. state of Maine can thank Ripping the Rack podcast for our ability to go to Massachusetts. Now. Yes. Yep. You're welcome, Maine. You're welcome, Maine. 
my number six is Lucky Strike Bowling Center in Gardner. Ah. Um, bowled league there a couple of years. Um, loved bowling there. Um, small house, ten lanes. Um, great pizza. Mm. Um, you know, I guess I would consider that on the faster side, obviously. One of the many houses John Woods worked at over the years. Yeah. For those in Maine yeah. that know John. Um, definitely one of the, you know, I'm going to s- yes, it was a fast house. Um, there's no doubt about it. It was a fast house. If you were throwing a good ball, you would score. Mm-hmm. Um, like bowling should be. However, if you were throwing a bad ball. You got uh, some breaks every once uh, in a while. You got some. Not as much hey, as you think. If you were inside the quarter pen, not quite. If you, like, not hitting the head pen, but if you were inside the quarter pen. Possibly you'd get some or breaks. Or through a cross, you'd get a few more breaks. But if you were on the outside down towards the the two the two four or the three six yeah you didn't get much no <laughs> it's but but there's no doubt about it he you know he wanted big scores he wanted people to come in and he wanted them to leave happy hmm. novel idea for bowling alley huh i know it's crazy a lot of he people a lot of people wanted to come in and walk by the bowling the bowling lanes and go to the bar and get drunk oh you know and and his version of you know he was like look if i've got a if i've got to juice the plates and People are happy with the scores, and they don't care that their hands are going to be a little dirty. He said that's what they make towels for. Exactly. And he told me, he honestly, I heard him say that one time. Someone said something about their hands being dirty. He goes, well, we have a bathroom right there where you can wash your hands, and you can use a towel. Wipe your ball off. Yeah. Um, so that's, uh, that's my number six. My number five is my home away from home in... The Great White North of Canada, Moncton Fairlanes. I look at it as my Canadian home house. Okay. I love bowling in Moncton. I love the city of Moncton. I like the people of Moncton. Honestly, if I could pick a place to live in Canada, it would probably be Moncton. I just, I, I really like the bowling alley. I really like the atmosphere. It's honest. It's not as fast as it used to be, but it's honest, and it's just a good atmosphere. And, like, it's a bowling community. They have so many leagues. Yeah, yeah. They, I, they bowl a league on Thursday nights. It's so weird. It's four, four, two, four boxes, four boxes, two boxes. I'm not kidding. That's, That's how they set their league up. That's great. It's Moncton is my is on my honorable mention. Um, I like it there. I, I enjoy my time there. I like the people there. I wish the bowling alley itself was a little bit bigger. I know it's really high up on a list where I've stressed like bigness of bowl but because i think i, mean, don't I think wrong, the atmosphere bowling the alley. atmosphere yeah. helps outweigh that for me well it's a big bowling alley meaning it's it's, it's long it's you walk from one end to the other it's 36 lanes and in the world if you go for a walk from one end to the other you're back with about a box to go yeah. before you're supposed to get up but it's it's so packed with people outside the bowling lane so when you get off the lane and you mm. get you, you yeah. walk through it's tough to walk through that's true it's tough to get to the bathroom sometimes um, and, that's and they okay. only have two two poopers. And they do only have two poopers. But anyways, oh I I really like it. Like, it's it's my favorite active house in Canada. I enjoy, I I do I like it's it's on my honorable mention. Again, I I love bowling there. Mm-hmm. Um, so my number five is uh, Bangor Burr Bowling Center. Um, bowled there a lot over the last thirty years. One of the first places outside of, of uh, Oxford Hills um, that I bowled in a tournament. And, you know, Charlie being Charlie made me feel as welcome as Charlie can make someone <laughs> feel. Um, you know, uh, Chip, obviously, um, you know, James, Randy, I mean, all the people up there mm-hmm. um, over the years uh, have, have always made. It was the epicenter of bowling at one point. At one point, it was. I'd like to see it get there again. Um, you know, in the in the house itself, has always, I shouldn't say always scored well for me because, you know, I I've bowled fourteen hundred there and lost. Um, that was my infamous eight hundred front five. You, you you've bowled twelve something there and won twelve twenty two, and one which is. That's not good <laughs> to win with twelve twenty two. I mean, I'm happy I won with twelve twenty two, 
but it's getting back to being that house where people like to go. Mm-hmm. Um, Chip and Evan, when he was up there, they worked hard to get that back. Mm-hmm. Um, and they busted their ass to get it back. So, um, love bowling in Bangor. That's my number five. Mm, my number four is Halifax Fairlanes. My first world's. My first time bowling in Canada. And my first string was 155. I liked the bowling alley. I miss it. I really looked forward to every other year bowling there for a week. I just liked the atmosphere. Again, I liked how it was set up. It was big. The pins flew. It was honest. And it just, it it holds a lot of good memories for me. I, I really, really miss Halifax Fairlands. Yeah. And that's your number four? That's my four, yeah. Okay. My number four is, um, it's, a, it's a place called Halifax Fairlands. Ah, <laughs> we agree again. Um, I just, it was, I love the city. Um, ah, I had a lot of fun The bridge there. commute was a bitch in the morning, well, no, The bridge commute was a, was a bitch, but we didn't do that a lot in the beginning. Uh, um, yeah, because your hotel blew over. <laughs> well, damn hurricane. Um, it was, uh, I love the Ramada in Dartmouth, though. That was a nice hotel. Yeah. You know, and it, it's got one of the cool casinos downtown. Um, I just loved bowling there. My first experience with the keg. Yep, my first experience with the keg. Um, love the keg. Um, Best steak in Canada. Oh my god, that place is phenomenal. I love that place. Uh, but I miss Halifax Fairlands. I do. It was big. Um, you had a lot of room. You know, the food situation was interesting because you went upstairs to the food court. Or you got deep fried pepperonis. Or you got deep fried pepperonis. Um, I loved bowling. I loved bowling there. The parking lot was great. You had plenty of room, too. Well, there was just, it was, from a bowling standpoint, if you were bowling good and you were throwing a good ball, and people ask me, what do you mean by throwing a good ball? Meaning, if you're hitting your object pins and you're throwing the ball the way you're supposed to or the way that you would Mm -hmm. normally throw the ball, you're going to get breaks there. You are. Yeah. You know, if you were throwing a shitty ball and you were off the head pin all, all the time, would you, would you might steal one? Sure. Mm-hmm. But you're going to do that almost in any house. That's right. Except for Westport. No, which I love Westport. You know, yeah, I and do I too. Do, I like Westport. But you're not stealing anything but there. But you're not stealing anything there. Nope. And uh, so, yeah. So, Halifax is my number four. My number three is Oakland Park Lanes. Okay. It's where I started bowling. Like, really started bowling. Started the men's league there when I was 16. Couldn't even drive. Couldn't drive myself to the men's league. <laughs> had to ride with Dad, who had to find a ride. So I was it was Dad had to find a ride. Yeah. Um, just grew up bowling there. Had a lot of fun. Still have a lot of fun. Yeah. Jason's the best. Like that bowl. I remember when Howard died. I went to the auction for the bowling alley, and we all went like in mourning. Like we didn't think we were gonna have place bowl anymore, and we were going to a best box in Augusta that night. So we stopped on the way to like go to the best box. We're like, well, let's watch our bowling alley close. And then Joe bought it and kept it open. Yep. And you could argue saved it. Oh, I think Joe saved it. I mean, he, he put a ton of money into oh, the place, too. Yes. That bowling alley doesn't stand without Joe. He paved, that, today. paved the parking lot. He did pave the parking lot. It used to be dirt. And when it snowed and it iced over in the winter, it sucked. Yep. And he put a roof on the place. And AC. And AC. Because that's a tin building, and that's hot yep. in the summer. Yeah. Um, but I, I just I love bowling there. and it's Don't break a pencil, though. Well, Joe charged you a dollar for every pencil you broke, oh which I gave him a five one day and just grabbed a bunch. But <laughs> my Joe, Joe days. rest in peace, Joe. Uh, you were a businessman through and through. He, he was a businessman. I got along great with him. I did. I think I might have been one of the only ones. I got along fine with Joe because we both understood neither one of us were going to cave. So yeah, yeah. But anyways, Oakland Park is my home house now. I like bowling out of there. I appreciate everything Jason does for us. My number three is Pittsfield Bowling Center in Pittsfield, Maine. Never bowled there. <laughs> what a what a shame that place is gone. Um, Sessa was Sessa to me. Guy had a mouth on him. He's the George Steinbrenner of bowling. He is a George Steinbrenner Steinbrenner of bowling. Um, he told you his opinion. And he's a Yankees fan. And he didn't care if you wanted to hear his. Nope. He, he didn't want to hear yours. He just told you his. And he told you his. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was a phenomenal owner. Yes. He took care of the place. He called. He did the plates every single day. He called it his 15 minutes. 
mm-hmm. I forget what he called it. It was like 15 minutes of love or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, every day, did the plate. I, you'd go in for a tournament. My the one of my favorite stories. Um, God, amazing how some of these stories all end up with me losing. Um, I, I forget if it was a pro tour or a state. I I, I think it was pro tour. Um, I went in. And he used to pay. He got sponsor money from Pepsi. And he would pay for double strikes and triple strikes and whatnot. I think it was like, I think it was 20 bucks for a double cash. I think it was $50 for a triple. 50 bucks for a triple, and then the next strike would have been 50 more bucks and yeah, so on. Yeah, every 50, uh, 50 um, dollars I bowled 14.10, 14.8, something like that. 14.08, 14.10. Mark Smith won the tournament with like fourteen twenty, fourteen fifty, mm-hmm. but I walked out of there with like three hundred bucks in cash because I had a bunch of double strikes yeah. and a couple of triples. And but the thing is, I can remember walking in going, "Oh shit!" He put brand new pins in, and the pins flew because he because took he care took of his care decks. of the decks, and um, you know, and it was clean. There was a shit ton of room to walk around. Um, had the foot pedals. I can remember Russ setting that, you know. Sessa knew what he could do, though. He, he knew he couldn't dominate on the lanes, mm-hmm. so he dominated with his center. Yep. And he took care of his he took care of his people. Mm-hmm. Um, for the mo- for the most part, he took a lot care of big of big bowlers bowled out of Pittsfield yep. too. God, what a fun place to bowl! I mi- I missed. That's mm-hmm. legitimately one of the only bowling alleys that I I legitimately miss. Like, I miss that place. Mine's Halifax. I miss that. Um, so that's my number two. My number two is 1710 in Augusta. Um, my second place I bowled, other than Oakland Park, was Augusta. When I got done bowling, or when I went to college, I bowled a year in Augusta in the men's league on Thursday nights. <sighs> Favorite league ever. It was the Pioneer Men's League. Yep. 20 teams. With a waiting list. With a waiting list. 20 men's teams where if you didn't average 120, you weren't in the top 10 averages, let alone top 5. Tim, you averaged, what, 130-something there one year? Uh, 132. Yeah, that was... And you used to come in and bowl five strings and then bowl league. Sometimes. Yeah. Um, But I just... Jackie took care of her bowlers. Yep. She took care of the bowling alley. It was always nice to bowl there. There was always something to bowl in there. Mm Mm-hmm. The, you know, it was any type of person you felt comfortable with, you could find in that bowling alley somewhere. You had your guys that were passionate about winning. You had people up there that were there to have fun. You had people up there that were there to bowl and could bowl but would have fun. It was just a good mixture of, it was a good melting pot of every type of personality you needed in the bowling alley. And they all worked. Yep. And it's still great today with Mike and Leanne running it. The pins still go amazing. It's arguably the most consistent house in the state. Yes. Yep. Um, my number two is Stars and Strikes in South Paris. Um, formerly Hobbs Lucky Lanes, formerly Oxford Hills Bowling Center. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up there. Um, started. Uh, my mom took me into the bowling alley when I was eight months old, when she had league. Mm-hmm. Um, I literally grew up in that bowling alley. Um, was arguably the toughest house in the state. Up until the time Russ bought the bowling alley when I was 17, 16 or 17. Mm-hmm. Um, they did the plates once every like five or six years. Ooh, everybody um, bowled good one night and then. Um, I think Matt Rich had high average in there um, with 112. And I what think. would he average in tournaments? Oh, 120-something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but I grew up there, and, and it was a um, great place to grow up. They had a. a very large kids league mm-hmm. um, it's not a big house it's only 14 lanes um, but we filled it for a kids league had all 14 lanes going and there was like the the young kids bowled saturday morning and then the older kids came in right afterwards you know late morning yeah saturday afternoon um no late like late 10 morning. yeah yeah 10 or 11 something like it was that. 11 at bangor because i used yep. to come in and help marie um and it was uh you know and then a, a russ bought it and fixed it up and made it a house that people wanted to bowl in. Um, and, and man, had some memories that we made in there. Um, 
and it's one of my I, I have a I have a two hundred there and mm-hmm. and my you know my my five hundred state record. So obviously I'm gonna like I'm gonna like bowling there. Um, and it's cool that it's back in the Neely household with Rusty yeah. and Jody Young. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm excited about going there. I love to I love to walk in there. It just feels like home every time I walk in. Mm-hmm. And you um, usually get to see your mom and your dad. They usually come over and yeah. Peek, so poke so, their so my 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 mom my mom lives in Auburn, and my my dad and stepmom live about a mile from the bowling alley in South Crafts. Mm-hmm. Um, so they'll come down, uh, which is pretty cool. I'll have some friends that'll come in. Yeah, they'll, you know, they'll stop in and say hi. Um, you know, I I haven't lived in that area now for twenty six years, twenty seven years, so it's kind of neat to still go home. Yeah. So, um, yep, stars and stripes. My number one is Bangor Brewer Bowling Alleys. I'm not trying to equate myself to LeBron at all, but hear me out. <laughs> if if Oakland Park is my Cleveland. Yeah. Bangor is my Miami. Okay. I started at Oakland Park and got decent enough. And then I went and turned the corner more at Bangor. Started bowling with better people. Started bowling more tournaments. Started to realize I need to practice a lot more. Practice. Went to college going, okay, I'm bowling in one league. I want to bowl in two really good leagues. And the Saturday before, you know, this is the first Saturday of school, I had to bowl best box in Augusta. Get paired with Chip and Chief, with my partner, and I look at Chip. I go, "You bowl Bangor, right?" He goes, "Yeah." I go, "I need a league." He goes, "Show up Monday." That's what it was, and the rest of it is a blur, or not a blur, but a lot of fun. The Can-Am is there. I just, I, I never worry about going to Bangor, because I know, I know the house. I've yeah. there for a long yeah. time. Bowled there five, six years. And yeah. I love it. Oh, I love, I love Bangor. The only thing I would change is the approaches. I'd make them a little longer. And that's you, it. you have a short approach. I know, but I think it would make other people like it as much as I do. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I wish it was a foot longer. I just I wish d- there I was no step down. If there was no step down, well, you'd it, be fine. Well, it never, it never used to have a step down. I know. And I, I know. used to start on the carpet. <laughs> um, no, like I said, I've I've had some. I've and had the, a lot of fun up there. And all the improvements they made, yeah. the scoring, yeah. like the pins go good now. Just the aesthetic stuff inside. I still hate the backdrop. That happy birthday backdrop has to go. <laughs> Other than that, it's it's my favorite house. Yeah, uh, mine is one seven ten mm-hmm. in Augusta. Um, that has been one of my favorite houses since it opened twenty plus years ago. Um, that is uh, where I've had um, some epic matches. Um, you know, Chip and I on the back end of a twenty stringer, uh, uh, ten home and home a match. Um, I went thirteen ninety five. He went thirteen eighty five. Um, it just—it's the house where I would say right now it is the most consistent house in the in in bowling. That's including Massachusetts, New Hampshire, and Canada. Um, if you are throwing a good ball, you're going to be rewarded. Um, there is a shit ton of room. I wished it had four more lanes so we could have the worlds there. I would love the worlds there. That would be there amazing. Because you could see. And you could still get to the casino. It's an hour away. Yeah. In well, Oxford or Bangor. Either way. Either way. Um, you have two. It's <laughs> fantastic food. The food there is fantastic. The pizza's great. The pizza's fantastic. I mean, just – and, again, the center runs. Like, during tournaments, there's limited breakdown. Yeah. Your biggest y- y- your biggest problem is sometimes the balls come back slow. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. I'm glad. Don't get me wrong. I'm glad Mike put in the uh, ball returns and got rid of the old. I ones. loved the circle ball oh returns. God, I they were those. great. I hated those. Um, so that's my that's my uh, th- that's our top ten honorable mentions. I have would be Moncton Fair Lanes, uh, the old Hanwell's Bowling in Fredericton, mm-hmm. Acadia Bowling Lanes in Ellsworth. Um, I know people hate bowling there. But I've bowled there three times <laughs> in my life. I've got a 210, a 204, and a 170 on lane seven, I think it <laughs> is. Um, I Something about the place. Uh, Lakeside Lanes in Manchester, Ryan Family Amusement in Millis, Pilgrim Lanes. And my last one that I have in honorable mention is Red Rock Bowling Club ah, in, mm-hmm. in, in Vegas. In Vegas. Um, only because Jordan and I bowled a string out there waiting for our plane 
and uh, um, beautiful center, sixty plus lanes. That's crazy. Um, and I know the I know the manager there. Yeah, um, he and I are friends, been friends for for twenty years. And it's funny is we met. Um, we've been online friends. So I used to be a member of a Vegas message board. Yeah, and I was moderator. And because you love Vegas, I love Vegas, and um, so that's how that's how this. Uh, Damien and I met was through this, so I've known him and his family for almost 20 years, and we'd never met until a couple of years ago when I walked into the bowling alley because I knew he was working. That's crazy. Yeah, that's awesome. So that's uh, mm-hmm. that. That took up more time than I thought. We got about 10 minutes. Yeah, and I just have some quick updates. Uh, last week we read the rosters for the uh, Heather bowling lanes, the new Glasgow mixed. Yep. Yesterday was the tournament. We're doing this on Sunday, so Saturday, and I got some results. Well, hold that thought because okay. I just want to finish uh, Ivan's cousin's Ryan's okay. questions because that started with one oh, question. He's got okay. two, he's got two more questions. Oh well, okay. Um, Double episode coming up. He, he goes, both of you do a great job hosting this podcast. If one of your centers in Maine wanted to start a bowling show, would you two want to host it? What kind of bowling format would you want the show to have? Um, I can answer that. Yes to y- all. Yes, um, love to host a bowling. I think that'd be awesome. To host a bowling show. I agree. I'd have a blast hosting a bowling show. Um, and what kind of bowling format? You know, I there's the the two that I really like the most. I love the old Channel Five, where it's just two guys from three mm-hmm. strings. Yep. Or two females. I right. I, I don't want to be gender sexist there, but right. two people for three strings. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that format. I also know that you don't get as many people that can do that. Um. So I'll go with the old one seven ten format um, that they had. Oh, uh, challenger match, challenger and match, and winner bowls, winner bowls. See, I like that format. Yeah, and I would try to do a two string, two string championship match. Yes, and then you have like the old channel five. You'd uh, you'd have the TOC tournament of champions. Five, you know, five people. Mm-hmm. Five bowls, four. Winner All bowls, we need three. is some cameras, Tim. <coughs> I know. Maybe maybe stay tuned for a ripping the rack show. That would be that might be, happen. I, I'd love that. And the last question: uh, playing this game, we all enjoy bowling. Candles takes practice for bowlers trying to improve their game. In your professional opinion, what is a good amount of practice or a good amount of strings to bowl on a weekly basis? I'm not a professional. I never claim to be a professional, <laughs> but I would say honestly, you're gonna. I know for me, it's two leagues. And I probably should throw at least ten on a Saturday and Sunday, and I don't do that. So I can't. Pr- I don't practice what I preach, but I've been told anywhere. Chip Carson told me minimum forty strings a week, minimum, to be to get better. To get better. Yeah. If you want to be elite, you're talking fifty to sixty strings a week. So I bowled one night a week, and typically we would bowl three tournaments a month. So I had three weekends. I'd have a 10-string tournament. Um, I'm not a big f- fan. I, I don't enjoy going in just to throw strings to practice. I don't like Tim it. Tim is Allen Iverson. Practice. We're he really is. Practice. Tim is Allen Iverson. I, I just I don't enjoy it. I don't have fun with it. Um, so I use my league as practice. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll bowl Thanks, af- teammate. I will, bowl <laughs> I will bowl after occasionally. Like Only for money. But it's practice. But it's <laughs> practice. Um, realistically, right now, honestly, if someone were to bowl, you know, ten or twenty strings a week, in my in my in my professional opinion, um, Brian is trying to deep throat the microphone, folks. No, I'm not. Stop. I was very impressed. Why are you making up lies? I'm not. Uh, and I can't look at you right now because I have a whole new appreciation of wow, damn. You're going to make some man happy. You're weird. You're fucking weird. Me? You're weird. How the fuck am I weird? All right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, You're I'm gonna, the one that was trying hey, to deep hey, throat a Hey, does Ivan have any more questions? Uh, Ryan, thank you for your questions. I appreciate the fact that you're the only damn person that sends us any other questions. And we'll answer a lot of questions. So uh, we've got it like roughly five minutes left because we took so long. Doing hey, it's, it's, it's a good show. I like it. Uh, anyways, the new Glasgow Mixed, uh, Heather Bowling Lanes. Uh, the big winners were Calvin Locke's team. Um, they were 16 and two. Second place, Unbelievable Lanes, 14 and four. And third place were the Turkey Hunters at 12 and six. 
We had the Wisecracks at four and Avon Valley at five, rounding out the top five. Averages. I'm going to do the top five. Um, the fifth high average at 125 even was Adam Mugford. 127.33 for fourth place for Ryan Cox. Fox Coxie, as they call him. Kid bowls off both feet. Well, we all bowl off both feet. Well, no, he can slide on his right foot or his left foot. Yeah, that just seems weird. He actually says he's better bowling off foot. Yeah, crazy. Uh, number three was a late addition to Calvin's team. He took um, Josh LeBlanc's place. was Adam Melanson. Okay. Adam, uh, 128.22. Good day, Adam. Nice job, Adam. Uh, second place high average, 129.11, was Trevor Stinson. Trevor's bowled in the Worlds a couple times, I think, yep. with Abel. Um, and high average, fan of the show, lover of shitty hockey teams, Calvin Locke at 133.44. All right. Uh, high average on the women's side um, at five was Narissa Daniels at 114. Number four was Deanna Baker at 115. Number three, Amanda Label, 117. Number two, fan of the show, D-Nice. Denise Pissant, 119. Good Damn, day, D-Nice. D-Nice, nice bowling. And top average, best in the world, Joe Wood, 120. Best in the world? I've always said Joe's best in the world. I think she's a great bowler. And I think you can make that argument. Mm-hmm. And Jill and I have had this conversation. She got mad at me because I said she was not the best in the world. I don't think Jill likes me anymore. I, I remember that. I believe that. Was that um, – was it at St. Louis during the 560? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so that was the uh, the averages. Um, let's see what else Hoagie sent me here. Oh, we got some high singles real quick. Um, high men's single was Calvin Locke, 176. High women's single was 158, Michelle Murphy. Wow. Second high was 166, Chad Reed, and 150, Nerissa Daniels. Also a 150 by Amanda Label. That's some, uh, that's yeah, some so good that was bowling the there. results from yep. the mixed at Heather Bowling Lanes. Yep, there's some, uh, there's some good bowling there. Uh, so we've got a uh, we've got about three minutes, and I was going to um, I, I was going to say uh, um, that we should do a pick 'em for football. Just you and I, Cowboys. Who are they playing tonight? Seattle. At Seattle. I think so. Seattle wins. Well, it, it was your week last week to get picked on by your stepson, Aaron. And now it's my week this week to get picked on. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Pretty much. Um, hey, we might win. We beat Atlanta last week. I'm down. Down big. I'm I'm on the uh, Tanner Houck uh, fan train. Mm -hmm. he, he came. He pitched uh, brilliantly. He did pitch great the, against a very good Atlanta oh, yeah. team. Very yeah. good. What if Tatis went there? Went where? Atlanta? Yeah, what if he went to Atlanta? Jesus. To go with Acuna oh and... Oh, God. <laughs> That'd be disgusting. I don't want Tatis... I, I, don't want, I honestly don't want Tatis to leave San Diego because I love the fact that San Diego he's is... He's the new Tony Gwynn. I love it. I love it. Of course, I, I, I missed Don Orsillo. I, mm. I, that was stupid I almost, on the Red Sox. Honestly, I seriously almost got the MLB package the year he left just so I could listen to him do. Oh my God! San Diego I, games. I so miss listening to is him. He and Remy. Is he the best announcer in baseball? Well, you know, I I'm biased only because well, I listen to. Well, we know it's not Joe Buck. My exact words are "fuck Joe Buck." Oh my God! I don't know if Joe Buck could make. I I don't know if he could make competitive firework dodging enjoyable to watch. No, but that'd be fun as hell watching. <laughs> I, I, I'd still have to put it on mute. Um, I uh, I miss Don Orsillo uh, mm -hmm. commentating. I really do. Um, go Celtics. Big game six tonight. If they play like they did I don't the think last three quarters. Sadly. If they I want play, them to, but I, I don't know. think they're going to. I'm just saying. So we're going to wrap up for the day. Um, again, rippingtherackpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, Ripping the Rack Podcast on Facebook, Ripping the Rack Podcast on YouTube, Ripping the Rack Podcast on Twitter, 
Damn it, people. Tell us what you want. Also, check me out Sunday nights on Twitch. Johnny Death Drop. Dudes and Belts Wrestling Podcast. This week is top 10 man, uh, announcers of all time. Tim Matero. We're also on Spotify. Dudes and Belts Chatcast. Check us out. Except for after you check out Ripping the Rack Podcast on Spotify and iHeartRadio and iTunes and Anchor and Breaker and YouTube. Whole lot of places. And Google Podcasts and Overcast and Pocket uh, Pocket Casts. Pocket Rockets. Pocket, pocket Rocket. So we never did answer real quickly because we're wrapping up here. We never did answer. Is Tarzan a virgin? Was he a virgin when he met Jane? Well, hold on. Was Tarzan a virgin pitching? I don't know if he was a virgin catching. Them <laughs> gorillas have needs. I'm just, I'm just curious. He was definitely clapping those gorilla cheeks. Send us your answers to if, if Tarzan's a virgin. <laughs> Guys, thank you very much for listening. Have a great week. And uh, go Celts. Eat a fish, go ahead. Be kind, be nice. Thanks for listening. See you later.